Good morning, everyone. I have a couple of uh, quick announcements for you. I wanted to let you know that this Wednesday night, there's not going to be any youth or kids activities, and uh, Pastor Sam's Bible study will not happen this Wednesday night, as everybody's going to be getting ready for Thanksgiving. But the following Wednesday, December 2nd, youth and kids activities will be back, and they're having a great time right now. Uh, Harriet Murray's Bible study is in person here in the building. That will be happening as well. You want to join that uh, if you haven't checked that out. And Pastor Sam's Bible study starting December 2nd is an Adam Hamilton Bible study. It's going to be right here in the sanctuary so everybody can spread out that wants to come. And there's great news. If you don't want to come in person, you can still watch it online. That's pretty great. Um, And Pastor Sam, I heard it's the best Bible study ever. Is that true? Okay, he's saying yes, that's true. Uh, December the 5th, the children's ministry is going to be going to see the Polar Express at the movie theater. And they've rented out the theater so everybody, the kids and families, uh, can spread out and not have to worry about uh, being around a ton of people as we've rented out the whole theater. So that's going to be pretty awesome, isn't it, Catherine? It's going to be great. Um, And this is great news, too. This is my favorite announcement that I get to make. Our Thanksgiving bags that we collected for the Salvation Army... Let me just tell you, they were overflowing down the hallway of the church. It was great. And when the Salvation Army came, they were overwhelmed. They were so surprised with how many bags were there. So it was really, really great. And it took them a long time to get them out of the building because that's how many bags were here. So great news. So thank you to everyone watching online or those in person that brought Thanksgiving bags. So many people are going to have a great Thanksgiving because of your giving. So thank you so much for that. And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds this morning and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we worship together this morning, I invite you to stand as we sing hymn number 131, We Gather Together. of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven 
and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'm so glad to see you this morning. It is so wonderful to be able to worship with you. I'm glad to see your smiling faces. I know you're smiling underneath those masks. I just know you are. And I know you're at worshiping with us at home. I know that you're smiling and glad to worship with us. And, and we are connected to you whether we're here or whether we're, uh, we're miles away. So I'm glad that you're here today. Thank you for being here. And thank you for all that you do to make this a great church. Um, we have a great children's ministry, and if, uh, if we have children that want to go to children's church right now, Miss Catherine is, is going to take you, and Miss Elizabeth is over there too. So um, make your way that way. Right now, we are going to, uh, to count our blessings. All month long, we've been talking about having a thankful heart, and uh, we've got a couple of very special people that are going to tell you why they're thankful today. So enjoy this video. I would like to just share what I am so thankful for. I, I really do thank God every day for so many blessings that I have. I think the first thing is I'm so fortunate and blessed to be a member of this church. And I uh, feel like because of this church that it, um, it feeds me things that I need. And another thing that I love about the church is so many of my very best friends are at this church and I've made those friends through this church and those friends are so meaningful to me so I'm thankful for those friends for this church and our church does so many wonderful things just like these Thanksgiving bags that we're collecting now for the Salvation Army to give out to families so they'll have a nice Thanksgiving I'm so thankful for our missions that we do here at this church to reach out to our community to do what God commissions us to do and that's to take care of the least of these in this time of year, as we're studying in the church, we're studying that all the things that we should be thankful for. And it's difficult to say so many things we can be thankful for. This has been a hard year for me, but I have had the support of my church family, the support of my own family, and then when I am alone, I know that God is always with me. And for that, I can always be grateful. And I'm just grateful that I have every day that I have. And I hope that I can be worthy of being on this earth. Hi, I'm Eileen Graham from Gadsden First United Methodist Church. I am very thankful for that we have many organizations in our church, one being United Methodist Women. We as a women's organization give our time, our talents, and our monetary donations to help all the different things in the community, to help people become Christians. And I also am thankful for being part of a Caring Angels team where we take care of our homebound members. I'm thankful that we are able to do that for our people that are unable to make it to the church. Um, we have many blessings to be thankful for, and I believe that Gaston First is a blessing to our I'm very thankful to be here in the church and thankful for my church family, for the UMW, for the children's program that I have been a part of for, oh, 30 years now maybe, in one form or another. Uh, and I'm thankful for my own family 
from our children, my grandchildren, and even when they tell us the truth about ourselves, we can be thankful for them and thankful that we have the chance to tell them about Jesus. This is Mark and Barbara Condra. And we're asked to tell you what we're thankful for this season. And I'm very thankful that we are allowed to worship our Lord God openly. And I'm thankful for our family and our church. God bless you. And have a happy Thanksgiving. I know we've a long, long list of, of people to, to give uh, reasons why they're thankful. And we're gonna, we, got, we got a few little more special uh, uh, people that are going to give us uh, reasons why they're thankful a little bit later on. Right now, I'm going to ask Jay Hedgebeth, who is the uh, chair of our generosity team, to, to kind of give us an update on the giving part of our Thanksgiving. Jay? Thank you, Sam. Uh, and I cannot tell you how thankful that I am uh, for such a generous church. To give you an idea of where we were last year for our generosity campaign for the 2019-2020 uh, budget calendar year, we had a total of 88 pledge cards uh, turned in for a little bit over $300,000. And that is so influential with us as far as the finance committee and anticipating what we can budget for for the following year. To date, we have 47 cards that are turned in for a total of $187,500. So a little bit over halfway with the pledge cards, a little bit over halfway to our 2019-2020 goal. So I want to say thank you for those of you who have already turned your cards in. For those of you who have not, that is okay. You have until the end of this month, and if you send it in after that, I think we'll probably still take it. Right, Sam? All right. So, again, thank you so much for being such a generous church and forwarding uh, the mission of God. Uh, Sam, turn it back over to you. Thank you, Jay. And, and we, uh, we will receive your offering any way you want to bring it. If you want to bring it and drop it in the plate, if you want to bring it by the office or do e-giving, however you want to do, we're grateful. We're going to say a prayer of thanksgiving right now. Will you pray with me? God, we are blessed. And we, uh, we want to take time to count our blessings. We don't want thanksgiving just to be a day to uh, eat turkey and watch football, but... We really want to ponder how you've been so good to us. And Lord, you've blessed us as a church family and as a community. You've brought us through a lot this year, and you've been with us every step of the way. You've made us able to be a blessing to others by giving our time and our talents and our treasures. God, we offer it all to you, and we say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
When I'm counting my blessings, I count the music uh, at Gadsden First United Methodist Church, don't you? I, I think they do a marvelous job, and I'm especially thankful that we, we have a choir to, to sing to us today. You know, we shouldn't take any of that for granted. 2020 has taught us that, hasn't it? Um, will you turn with me in chapter, to chapter 103, Psalm 103, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 5 this morning. We're following along with our theme of, being a, uh, of having thankful hearts. It's been our November theme uh, all month long. Today we're talking about counting our blessings, and we're, we're listening as David counts his blessings in Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits, who heals all your iniquity, who, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This year I was asked to serve on a conference committee. And it's not the first time, but it's been a while since I've served on one for the whole North Alabama conference. And I didn't, you know, I didn't really ask to be on this committee. And if I had been choosing, I would have asked for something like uh, the conference committee on food and fun. I think Andy and I decided that we'd like to serve on that one. If there was one, we'd want to be that one. Or the, the committee on music and naps. I think that would be a good committee to serve on. But the one that I got asked to serve on was uh, the Conference Board of Pensions and Health Insurance. Snore, right? I mean, uh, we had a Zoom meeting this last Thursday, which was my birthday. So happy birthday to me. Here's a three-hour Zoom meeting. And this is the agenda from the meeting. That... I mean, that's not a prop. That's the actual amount of stuff that we went over. That's an inch thick if you can't see at home. Uh, yeah. And when I got that in the mail, I thought, we're actually going to do this. Um, I thought, I am so thankful. I know you think I'm joking, but I'm not. Because I'm really thankful that I have the opportunity to have... Um, a job that has benefits. Do you remember the first job that you got that actually had benefits and how, how good it felt to know that you mean I, I can take a sick day or you mean I get health insurance or I get vacation time or I get maternity leave or, or some of you have stock options and things. You mean I get benefits? I mean, it just was amazing to me because uh, I, I felt like a million bucks, right? And that's kind of the way I felt about this meeting. It's just like, I know this is a lot of stuff, but if, if we didn't have all of this to go over, it would mean that I didn't have benefits. And it's good to remember benefits. I would tell my children, uh, kids, if you're watching, I know you're working hard in college and everything, and I know you want to find a job that you're passionate about, but find one with benefits. Because, you know, one day you'll be off mom and dad's payroll and you'll need some benefits, right? Did you know that we all have benefits that we sometimes forget about? And they're bigger and more beautiful and more astounding than we can ever imagine. And they're benefits that David, the psalmist, in Psalm 103 reminds himself of. Well, he tells the whole world about these benefits, but he starts by just kind of talking to himself, just having a little conversation with himself. Listen again to verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. David's talking to himself and forgetting. Get not all his benefits. And then he proceeds to name the benefits that he has to be thankful for. So let's remember who's writing this and who's 
talking to himself and reminding himself to bless the Lord and to thank God for all his benefits. This is David. And you think, well, great. Sure, he's King David. He's, he's the king. Surely he's thankful and, and blessing God for all of his benefits. But I want you to remember the David before King David, the young shepherd boy David who was taking care of the sheep one day when his dad called him in and the prophet Samuel said, you're going to be the next king. He must have felt like I felt when they said you're going to be on the conference uh, board of health insurance and pensions. And I would have thought, are you sure you got the right guy? And David was like, I'm just a young shepherd boy. I, what do I know about being king? But God said, you're the one. And the prophet Samuel anointed his head with oil and he was going to be the next king. And then God was with him as he, as he fought Goliath. Remember killing the giant with a slingshot and everybody was all excited and everybody was just knowing that God's hand was with David. And then the current king, King Saul, kind of went off his rocker and started trying to kill David. He was jealous of him and he he sent the army and he for eight years David had to run for his life hiding from King Saul and King Saul's army he hid in caves from the time he was about 22 to the time he was about 30 years old David had to run for his life he had he just barely made it through and uh, it was difficult it was hard but he still wasn't ready he still wasn't ready to to write Psalm 103 just yet. Eventually, King Saul was killed and David did rise to the throne and everything David did was successful. Every time David went to battle and took his army out, he was successful and things were going so great for David. And then one day, David was kind of killing time and he went up on the roof and he looked over to the roof next to him and he saw this beautiful woman, Bathsheba, and he decided in his heart, uh, I'm king and I want that woman. And he took her. He took Bathsheba, even though she was another man's wife. And Bathsheba became pregnant. And David thought, uh-oh, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just cover it all up. I'm king. I can do what I want to. And so he proceeded to go to plan A, which was to, to cover up his... his uh, affair with Bathsheba or his uh, taking of another man's wife. So he called Bathsheba's husband Uriah home from the battle. Bath Bathsheba's husband Uriah was one of David's faithful soldiers. He called him back from the battle thinking that he would go in and he would sleep in his own home in his own bed with his own wife. And, and, but that didn't happen. Plan A didn't happen because Uriah was such an honorable man he said to himself I can't go and sleep in my own home in my own bed when all my fellow soldiers are sleeping out in the field at battle I'm not gonna do that so he slept outside and David thought okay well I gotta go to plan B and David had Uriah put in the front where the heat of the battle was worse and he had the rest of the army to draw back so that Uriah was killed. He basically was accessory to murder of Uriah, whose wife he had stolen and gotten pregnant. And David thought he had covered everything. He thought everything was fine now. But you know what you and I have learned? And you know what we learn from Scripture and what we've learned from real life and what we know deep down in our heart is you can't hide from God. You can't cover anything up. And the truth comes home to you. As my grandmother used to say, your chickens come home to roost. The prophet Nathan came to David and confronted him and said, you are the man, you're guilty of this. And David knew he was right. And David repented. And David really honestly repented. If you read Psalm 51, you see David just crying out to God saying, Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. He knew what he had done was wrong. He knew it was bad. He knew he needed to repent. And he did repent. But he still had to suffer through the consequences of the sins that he had committed. He, God said, since you used the sword 
on Uriah, the sword will never depart from your dynasty. And it didn't. His own son, Absalom, mounted an army and came against him. And he had to see his own son killed. And then another one of his sons tried to, to uh, claim the throne. And, and King Solomon, who would become king, had to have him executed. So it was always something. And it was pain. And it was suffering. And it was tears. Now David was ready to write Psalm 103. Because by now, David knew what it was like to be in the pits, right? David knew what it was like to feel the weight of his own iniquity and no forgiveness. He knew what it was like to be so sick, hiding in one of those caves that he thought he was going to die. But God brought him through. He knew what it was like to need the mercy and the compassion of God and to get it. And he knew what it was like to need to be renewed again and to experience that renewal, now he's ready to count his blessings, right? Now he's ready. Now he fully appreciates the good, and he has it as a contrast to the bad, to the dark. Because, you know, here's something that 2020 is going to teach us. The hard times make us really able to appreciate the blessings the hard times make the praise even sweeter. So here are six special blessings. Here are six special benefits that David thanks the Lord for and that I think we can thank the Lord for too. The first one is for forgiveness. Aren't you thankful for forgiveness? David said, the Lord forgives all our iniquities. Verse 3 and down in the passage, verses 11 through 14, he says, As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. David said, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on us. The Lord remembers that he made us, and he remembers that we're dust. God knows that. God knows that we need forgiveness, and God knows that we need mercy. Aren't you thankful that he gives it? Aren't you thankful for that? And then David said in verse 3, he said, The Lord heals all of our diseases. And you say, well, hold on just a second. I know I've, I've been praying for my friend for a long time, and they haven't been healed yet. The Lord heals all of our diseases. You know, I've prayed for a lot of people, and Pastor Andy, you've prayed for a lot of people that have been sick. And, and sometimes they get well, and sometimes they don't, and, and we're sad. But God ultimately heals all of our diseases. When, uh, when we stand before him in our glorified bodies, then, then, then we will be disease-free. Sometimes God miraculously heals, and we've seen that before. Sometimes God uses doctors and nurses and, and therapy and medicine and all of that to, to bring healing. But the bodies that we live in until Jesus comes back and we have our glorified bodies the bodies that we live in are subject to disease and are subject to weakness and are subject to just getting older. All of us are. But ultimately, in the end, all healing comes from God. And ultimately, in the end, we will all be completely healed in God's presence for all eternity. And all of that comes as a blessing from God. David thanks God for redemption. He says, Lord, you've redeemed, redeemed my life from the pit in verse 4. Redemption was always a part of Israel's story. They always remembered, they'd always go back to the time that they were in bondage and chains in, in Egypt. And God sent Moses to bring them out of Egypt. And they went and then God parted the Red Sea and they passed through the water. And God gave them manna to eat every day and water from the rock and sustained them on their journey to the promised land. That was a part of their story. They remembered it over and over again. But redemption is a part of your story. It's a part of my story. It's a part of our story. Because God has redeemed us. We have been set free. We have been set free from the bondage of sin. We passed through the waters of baptism. We are sustained every single day on our way to the promised land. Let's remember the redemption. David said in verse 4, 
Number four in his list of benefits, he said, Lord, you've crowned me with your love and with your mercy, your steadfast love and your mercy. You've crowned me. And David knew something about being crowned because he was king. But he said, you know, that, that royal crown that I wore as king of Israel is nothing to compare to the steadfast love and mercy that God crowns me with. The actual attributes of God because the Lord is mercy and he is graciousness and he does have compassion. He is from everlasting to everlasting steadfast love and he crowns us with himself. And then number five is that he satisfies us with good things. That's why we count our blessings, y'all. God satisfies our soul with good things. You know, if you can count your blessings, if you can, can count the forgiveness and the healing and the redemption and the loving kindness of God, if you can count your blessings, then you will have a satisfied soul. You will, you will have joy and be able to enjoy the good things in your life regardless of the times. And the flip side of that is also true, unfortunately. If you count your problems instead of counting your blessings, then you'll never be satisfied. No matter how much beauty is around you, no matter how much goodness is all around you, you'll never be satisfied. You'll never be satisfied. But we want to count our blessings. We want to say, here are the things that we're thankful for. And we're talking to our soul this morning, and we're saying, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and don't forget to count your blessings. Here's a little uh, reminder from uh, some really cool folks in our congregation about counting our blessings. This year I'm thankful for my family and spend time with Christmas with them. Hello, I'm Noah, and I'm thankful for everyone and everything in the world. I'm thankful for my mom, my dad, my sissy, my nana, my yarn, and nanny, and my dog. For my mom and dad when my mom calls out to me. I'm thankful for my teacher and the church and Jesus. And I'm grateful for my mommy. And I hope her feels good. Thank you, sweetheart. Carter, what are you thankful for? Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Okay. What else? Jake. Jake. What are you thankful for, buddy? For the. For the sun and make my feel better and make daddy and so get better and make make I'm thankful for my friends and family and my school and church. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my friends and family and school because I can see friends. I'm thankful for fuzzy socks. I'm thankful for Isaac and Caffeine. Oh, I'm thankful for my friends, my family, and Monster Energy Drinks. I'm thankful for my friends and family. I'm thankful for my family and my job, and thankful to be born in the USA and get to live here. I'm thankful for musical theater. I'm thankful for my friends and my family. And the animals, and I'm thankful for the Lord, and I'm thankful for the workers that keep us safe. Thank you for my teachers and my friends and my family. I'm thankful for my family and friends. I'm thankful for my friends, family, church, and the love of God. Happy Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? Can you, can you count your blessings? All right. If you do, then you will have a satisfied heart like David did and say, the Lord satisfies me with good as long as I live. The last thing that David is thankful for is renewal. And I want to tell you what, I think we can all use some renewal right now, don't you? David said, the Lord renews your youth like the eagles. Um, there's a process that, that eagles go through and it's called molting. 
And this is a process that starts out kind of sad and pathetic because the eagles get weaker and weaker and their feathers start to come out and their beaks start to change and their talons start to change and they, they get a film over their eyes. They start going blind and they, they get to where they're so weak that they can't fly and they can't hunt. And it's really kind of pathetic to see. I've seen uh, videos of it, pictures of it, and the eagles will get together in, in groups of four or five and they'll, they have to walk on the ground because they can't fly anymore. And, and they were just, it's just really a terrible sight to see these poor eagles. They just are scraggly looking and they're walking around. They can't hunt anymore. And if they don't renew themselves, if they don't have the renewal that they need, then they're gonna, they'll die. But when they're kind of at their lowest point during the molting process, they'll hear a, a, a screech overhead. And it's the screech of other eagles. And these aren't the, the young eagles, the adolescent eagles. These are the experienced eagles the eagles that have gone through the molting process themselves and they know what's needed so they they screech encouragement to the eagles down in the valley and they they go and they drop meat from the hunt down to the molting eagles on the floor of the valley so that they can eat and so that they can get stronger and so that eventually their their eyesight will clear up and they'll have the eagle eye again and eventually their new feathers will come in and their and their beaks and their talons will be renewed and then eventually they'll be able to fly higher than ever before and it's just like being young again it's this renewal that David is talking about one of my favorite verses is Isaiah 40:31 but, they, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. One of the benefits that David is thankful for is just renewal. And y'all, I know we've been through a tough year this year. It, it's been tough, and there's been times that we felt like, I guess those molting eagles, we felt like we've been just walking around and things are just falling apart. And we need sustaining, and we have depended on our friends to be like the other eagles that have dropped, just have rained blessings down on us, have been there for us. You know, we need people to, we need each other to help each other get through until we can be renewed again. Everyone has been, everyone has been affected by this to some degree. The ripple effects of all of this have taken its toll on the world. But in times like this, we need renewal in times like this. Now is more important than ever for us to have a little talk with ourselves. And to tell ourselves like David did, you know what? You need to count your blessings. You need to count your blessings and don't forget. Don't forget the benefits. Don't forget the benefits. Don't forget the goodness of the Lord. Because they're there if you'll just count them. The Lord who gives us forgiveness. The Lord who gives us healing the Lord who redeems us the Lord who loves us the Lord who gives us soul satisfaction and the Lord who will renew us just wait and see the Lord will renew us let's count our blessings will you pray with me Lord when we think about how good you've been to us when we think about how much you have brought us through when we think about all your goodness and your steadfast love and mercy, we're so thankful. And Lord, we need, re we need that renewal right now. We need renewal. We need revival. We need to be reinvigorated. We need refreshing, Lord. We need all of that. And we trust you because we know that it all comes from your hand. Because every good and perfect thing does. Help us to depend on you. And help us this year to truly be thankful. In Jesus' name, amen.
we're going to sing a, one of my favorite uh, Thanksgiving hymns as we close and we think about counting our blessings. It's called Come Ye Thankful People Come and it's number 694 in the hymnal but the words are going to be up there on the screen for you. So will you join me as we sing together Come Ye Thankful People Come. bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.